You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's a free download to get it at your app store, whichever kind of phone you have, Apple App Store or your Google Play Store, whichever it is. Download it for free. Put WILK News Radio as your favorite. And then uh, you can check us out. Listen, it connects to your car play in your car. It's a great app to have. It's just tons of stuff, thousands of stations to listen to. So you can get your variety of what you want. Listen to me from three to six. Listen to sports. Listen to whatever you want. It's on there. It's uh, 411 here in the studio in Pittston. Sun will be setting soon. 35 degrees outside. Looks like the sun sets at 433. Oh, when do the days start getting longer? Again, congratulations to Pastor Mitch, who uh, won the tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He just texted me in and says, I just won, Rob. God bless you, bro. I have never won anything, Pastor Mitch. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations, Pastor Mitch. Uh, Like I said, you interact with the show. You listen every day. Couldn't think of a better listener. And again, we pick, uh, Jake and I have conspired to pick uh, higher numbers for the uh, for the callers, what was it? We started with 14, and then we went to 20, and then uh, today was 23. Yeah. Uh, it gives a chance for the people who do listen on the app or people exactly. who listen the, out of the area to uh, catch up because there is a little delay. So if we go with a higher number, if I go under 10, you know, it's kind of like just the people listening to the radio kind of get a jump on everybody else. So those higher numbers, you really can't figure out where you are. It lets the people who listen on the app listen via the computer, however you're listening. Your smart speaker, there's always this little delay. You can't listen to the radio and the smart speaker at the same time. So that's why we do that. So if you question why we're picking uh, numbers so high, that was a mastermind between Jake in the control room and myself. Thank you, Jake. I did get a um, text message from for you earlier. Oh. Uh, it looks like our Liberty Flames fan is back, going to the Fiesta Bowl nice. versus Oregon Ducks on January 1st. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Fiesta matchup? Oh, wow. That's going to be fun. And it's definitely been a great story with Liberty. But I think, I mean, I, I would definitely, I'm definitely going to have to kind of lean towards Oregon in that. And especially, especially since this will be Bo Nix's last game before he goes into the NFL. As far as I know, I believe that he's playing in that game. So I agree with you. I like yeah. Liberty. Again, my son was recruited by Liberty. We've talked mm-hmm. about it here before. They did have a week schedule, though. So they had a phenomenal season. I'm not going to take it away from them. But when you look at teams like an Oregon, um, their schedules really don't match up. So, you know, I I wish the best for both teams. I don't have a fight, uh, a dog in the fight. But we'll see. It's going to be a good game either way. Dan Lanning, when he was talking to the media on Sunday, he he announced that Bo Nix will, in fact, be playing in that bowl game. All right. Yeah. See, that's a a double-edged sword as far as me. Like, uh... The dream game here in Lackawanna County, um, when my son was picked, he was picked to play in the dream game, and he opted out of it because he was going to the Naval Academy, couldn't deal with an injury. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked about it. We sat down. It was hard. Um, it kind of made it easier when we found out he wasn't even going to be here because the Naval Academy already started. I mean, we could have made arrangements to have him, uh, you know, come out for a day with the administration down there. It just wasn't worth it. He injures himself. He gets bypassed for the Naval Academy, has to wait a year. If it's something that they disqualify him for, it just wasn't worth it. So I see the same things here. You know, you're playing these last games. Do you risk an injury before the NFL possibly picks you up? Yeah, there's always that thing, or there's always that risk. And matter of fact, the 
the one player that has been pretty much the unanimous number one pick, even, even though he struggled a lot this year compared to last year, Caleb Williams, obviously coming off the Heisman Trophy last year, it was announced that he will not be taking part in the Holiday Bowl. And it, it's there's a lot of people that are giving mixed reviews on it, but personally, I, I feel like it's the right move, especially if, if you're touted to be the number one pick in the draft. I mean, and it just remains to be seen where, where in fact, he's going to go. It's, it's an interesting thing because with Caleb Williams, I think that he's definitely worthy of that number one pick. But I feel like... The attitude, I feel like he needs to work on that a little bit. I, I was sort of taken aback by, I think it was in October, when he was saying that he would like to have an, an ownership stake in whatever NFL team drafts him. I'm thinking, dude, you haven't even played a snap yet. You, you've got to... <laughs> You got to calm down on that. Uh, you know <laughs> these entitled kids—they're getting crazy these now. Kids, <laughs> give me a part ownership. I'm not signing unless I have part ownership. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bob Kraft will really deal with you that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I think well, that's the other thing going into tonight's game with the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers is no, the the Steelers are playing today. Uh, yeah. How'd I figure that out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the the interesting thing is. The New England Patriots are two and ten, and Sunday was undoubtedly the most embarrassing loss of Mike Tomlin's career, losing to the two and ten Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. No coach in NFL history has lost more teams with a losing record than Mike Tomlin. But anyway, with them beating Pittsburgh, as you sip your tea, exactly, pinky finger and whatnot, with them beating the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots losing to the Chargers six nothing on Sunday. They leapfrogged the Arizona Cardinals for that second pick in the NFL draft behind the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, they have that number one pick thanks to the trade they did with the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers are a dumpster fire right now. And it's definitely interesting because a lot of people are wondering, who is New England going to take? Because the Mac Jones experiment has crashed and burned. He's not even playing tonight. Bailey Zappi, from my understanding, is going to start. So... It's that debate, do you want Caleb Williams or do you want Drake May from North Carolina? Those two are you know, probably the top two picks in the draft. And obviously if they Chicago takes Caleb Williams, then there's Drake May for you. It's, there's a lot of quarterbacks in, in this upcoming draft, Rob. There's a lot of them. And unfortunately for the Steelers, I'm beginning to have to wonder what's going to happen with Kenny Pickett. He had ankle surgery on Tuesday. He is probably out for the rest of December, and the regular season ends at the beginning of January. There's so many questions with him. Do you give him another year, or do you take another quarterback? It's it's a tough situation. Yeah, I got a text message in, Rob. Did I get canceled for my reservations for the Army-Navy game? I'm not going to the Army-Navy game this year. It was up in Foxborough. It was kind of just too out of the way for me. So my daughter will be there. She's actually leaving tomorrow morning. Um but I'm not going, but I do know plenty of people whose reservations were canceled. So, and I know the, the midshipmen are all staying at the convention center on cots, or four, all 4,000 of them are staying at the convention center in Providence uh, on cots because there are no, well, there's, there's no rooms for 4,000 midshipmen to begin with. So they're bussing them all up. The ball, the game ball was being run from Annapolis to Foxborough. It entered New York today. It was going through New Jersey most of today. But uh, Company 13, the 13th company, runs the ball every year from the Naval Academy to the stadium. And uh, I believe about 
12 o'clock today, they just entered the New York border. They just cut through New Jersey. I've been following it. They've been posting. They have a police escort. They have their vans. There's about 20 of them. They take shifts as they run the ball. So uh, they just entered New York. So if you're in upstate New York heading to Foxborough, you can catch a glimpse of the Navy Midshipman's 13th company running the game ball up there. I absolutely love both of the jerseys for Saturday. Yeah, they're nice. I really, really do. It's always a good—it was funny when the Army had the white jerseys the one year and it snowed and the field was covered in snow, and they said the Army finally got camouflage right because you couldn't see them from the aerial photo. It was pretty funny. But yeah, um, I love the beige ones that Army has for, for the Saturday. That, that has a nice touch. I think my dad's really going to like those ones. Yeah, and, and listen, Army's had a better season this year. We're in a transition phase. We have a new coach. Uh, you know, There's a lot of talk that maybe they should have got rid of the whole coaching staff rather than half the coaching staff at Navy. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's always a good game regardless. We, you know, we, we, we don't like each other one day a year, and that's pretty much it. Other than that, same team, same fight. It's uh, 4.20 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Well, thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Ben and Teledata Internet. 84 westbound remains all jammed up due to um, that emergency pothole repair that they started yesterday at mile marker three. You can expect delays as you head toward Dunmore. There is a report of an accident on Church Street near um, the Armed Forces Field in Toby Hanna. That might trip you up just a little bit. We have no reports of any accidents or incidents on 81 from the New York border to Hazleton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Early, followed by a gradual clearing overnight, low 30. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 50. Saturday, some sun in the morning, giving away to more afternoon clouds, high 55. Sunday, cloudy, breezy, and warm with rain, heavy at times in the afternoon, high 58. It's currently 35 degrees and hazy out there as the sun sets at 421 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show at WILK News Radio. 35 degrees outside at 424. You can call or text the show, 570-883-0098. Get involved with the conversation. Remember, if you uh, want to donate to St. Jude's, our neighbors next door, Froggy 101, is having their radiothon for, for, uh, for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. If you're looking to donate, it's 800-963-4673. That's, again, 800-963-4673. Or you could text KIDS, K-I-D-S, to 785-833. It's always a great opportunity to support St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It's a great organization. They do great work. And I implore everyone, if you can, donate. If you can't do the $19 a month to become a partner in Hope, donate whatever you can. $10, bucks, 20 bucks, 5 bucks. doesn't matter. You do what you can do. No one's going to know. You're going to know that you did something. And uh, I just implore everybody listening, please give it a shot. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Lorraine from Hazleton on Pearl Harbor. We're going to talk about the anniversary of Pearl Harbor a little later. But Anna, Lorraine, thanks for calling yeah, in. Yeah, I know you were. I, I, you're welcome. Um, well, it's like a sort of a two-parter because I know I called you in the past about all my relatives that were in the in active duty or yeah. In the cold, cold war, 
and I explained about my brother's funeral, and you thought it was so poignant. But anyway, they always say about, like, I'm going to refer to my one uncle. My mother always said, uh, see, he was a major in World War II, and he was stationed in the Pacific, you know. But, see, back in those days, it's true, they never discussed the war much at all. It must have been too horrific to to discuss, you know kind of like what you experienced during 9-11. And um, I also wanted to mention, now you always commemorate the heroes, you know, who passed in the line of duty. But um, I want to go a little step further with those other unsung heroes. And what I mean, um, like say you're traveling down the highway and you see somebody in distress and you pull over. And I know many people heard their stories. You get out of your car, and they go to help them. Along comes a speeder, drunk driver, or whatever, and they and they kill that person who got out to be a good Samaritan. My heart always goes out, and I thought, wow, it really takes a special person to do something like that. And, I mean, you know, it doesn't stop there. It could be people, like I see on the news, going into a burning house. I mean, you know, oh, my gosh, it takes, like I said, a real special person. Like, you know, what the Bible says, no greater love hast thou than to lay down one's life for that of your fellow man. So, I mean, I just thought I'd touch on those two aspects, Rob. It's so true, and there's so many around us that that just everyday citizens that do things like that that don't get recognized, nor don't want to get recognized, and it it happens so much, especially working in a big city like New York. I saw it all the time, how Good Samaritans, how many stepped up and and answered that call from all walks of life, from all walks of life. And you know what? I know. And even a little little act of kindness, a smile, um. Like if you're going across street and you have a, a difficulty going across, the person that slows down, not the one that speeds up. Or like if you're in a you know, fast food place, somebody, I'll get your bill or this or that. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, it could go on and on, and it brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're and, all around us. They just don't get the recognition they deserve or the media attention that it's deserved. You know, everybody wants to focus on the negative because it sells things. It, it it gets people boiled up and 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 angry instead of things like that, instead of questions like instead of incidents like that, situations like that, where people every day go above and beyond even the little things, like you said, they should be applauded. Oh, believe me. Oh, believe me. I've been the recipient of a lot of kindness. And believe me. I'm so grateful for every little bit, you know. You know firsthand there's good in the world then, and that's a beautiful thing. Oh, do I ever. And and <laughs> I also know the other end of the spectrum, but I'm not concentrating on that today. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, things in life are unavoidable. It's how we respond to them. And you sound like you're looking to respond positively to things, even though there's been some things that have been not so positive. Uh-huh. But uh it's it's that outlook and how we respond is how who we are. And it, you know, it's sometimes it is unbearable. Though you know, life, you know, I'm going to be honest. Life is unbearable, no matter you know when you have darts coming at you. You know how do you avoid all of them? Yeah, it is. Oh, it well, is. I'm I, just, 
Uh, I, I, more people understand that than you realize because everyone's dealing mm -hmm. with a lot of that. Uh, they hide yeah, it well. No. You know, we don't hear from yeah, a lot of them, but th they're dealing true? with it. And that's why it's, it's good that you're brave enough to say that, to talk about yeah, that, that's... because it lets people know <laughs> that they're not alone, that they are dealing with the same thing. And they can say, hey, if Lorraine from Hazleton could get through it, why can't I? Because that's the way I look at things. Well, you know what, Rob, what do you, what do you think I call up and tell a joke or, or read a poem? Because, like I said, it not only makes someone else feel good, but it has that. It comes around and makes me feel good to make somebody else laugh. Even though you're not feeling like laughing, you might as well do it for at least a minute. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree 100%. I was just looking at a, it, what you just said reminded me of a post. Janice Dean, who does the weather on Fox News, is a friend of mine, and, and she just did this whole special on holiday decorations and holiday displays across New York. Now, Janice Dean, if you don't know her, you know, she suffers from MS. Uh, her, she lost her, both her parents during COVID because they were in a nursing yeah. home and, and ended up getting catching COVID yeah, and passing yeah. away. She wasn't able to see them or bury them properly. She yeah, wrote a yeah. book that's says always sunny because she said she decides oh, and she's boy. been a guest on the show she decides to always look at the bright side to look at the sunny not that she's not in pain not that she doesn't hurt not that she doesn't have you know issues with dealing with life herself but she looks to choose to look on the bright side and she wrote a book called always sunny so uh you know you reminded me of wow. that with the story you just told wow well you never heard it. one day i'll call up and read the one laughter in the midst of tears. I wrote that. That was the title of one poem. I was looking out the window one day, and the sun was shining, but it was raining at the same time, and I and it, that inspired me to write a poem, Rob. Laughter in the midst of tears. Right there, you have a gift a lot of people don't have, that, that creative gift in yourself where you saw that and you said, let me put this in writing. A lot of people don't think to do that, yeah. and it's important, especially in, in life, to do that because then you can look back on it when you are feeling down, when you are and say, hey, I wrote this when I saw the rain and then the sun came out, and this is how I felt during that time. That's why people keep journals. Know. That's why people you know, write about things their daily lives. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Well, before you go, I know you're in a hurry. I'm sorry. But one day, years ago, a couple of years back, I was sitting in a fast food place, and I see this gentleman sitting alone. And I thought, hmm. So I grabbed, I don't know if I grabbed a napkin or, or a small piece of paper out of my purse, and I jotted down a poem. So, I mean, just out of the clear blue sky. So um, someday I'll read that to you so when you have more time. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it. Like I said, Lorraine, every day you're more than welcome here to call and tell us a poem or tell them a joke or just talk like you just did. I think I think you you enlightened a lot of people what you talked about today without telling a joke or a poem. Well, um, what are you going to say? I'm a jackass. Jack no, oh, jack of all no, trades. Wait a minute. <laughs> Don't go calling no, yourself names now. No, I almost said yeah. like the other word. <laughs> well, now you ended with a joke, Lorraine. We're going to have to leave it there. I'm up against a news break. Uh, Thank you for calling okay, in today, Rob. Lorraine. It's all my fault. I'll see you. <laughs> Thank you, Lorraine. Have a great night. So, so long, you too. Bye-bye. That was funny. It's uh, 4.33 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM. It is uh, three, 439 here in the station, 35 degrees outside. That's a song called Stand by a local artist, Nate Hosey, a friend of mine, who was kind enough to let us use 
it about first responders and our military and standing for the flag and doing what's right. This is the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 78 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, six of them from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with police officer Raymond Frank Lovett Sr., Philadelphia Police Department in 1965. Died of a heart attack. He was bringing a number of gambling suspects into a Germantown Avenue and Hines Street Station House. Haines Street Station House. Right after a foot pursuit. Patrolman John Zardeski, Wilkesbury Police Department, Pennsylvania, 1964. Patrolman John Zardeski suffered a fatal heart attack while driving home shortly after completing his eight-hour patrol shift. He responded to a four-vehicle accident at the intersection of North Pennsylvania Avenue and North Washington Street near the end of his shift. As a result of the accident, two people had to be taken to the hospital. After clearing the scene, the accident patrolman Sardinsky returned to the station to complete the accident report, turned it into the desk, and as he was leaving, suffered a fatal heart attack. Um, Patrolman John Simon Durebo. Swissvale Borough Police Department in 1944 suffered a fatal heart attack following an emergency response involving an ill woman. Detective Michael George Kroski, Philadelphia Police Department in 1932, was stabbed to death during a struggle with a man armed with an ice pick. We have uh, Collingdale Borough Police Department, Harry B. Kitchen. Collingdale Borough Police Department in 1932 was struck and killed by a trolley while directing traffic on Parker Avenue, present-day McDade Boulevard in Chester Pike. And we have patrolman... Oh, same thing. And that's our members for today. And as always, we honor our first responders and hope they return home regardless of the trade. Volunteer Fire Department, EMT, paid Fire Department, paid EMT, Law enforcement, sheriff, game commission, whatever you're serving in, sheriff's office. Um, We hope that you return home the same way you left for that shift in the beginning of the day or night, whichever shift you work. Got some text message in. Long time since I heard Lorraine. Glad to hear she's well. We love you, Lorraine. That's a text message that came in. Got a... Hey, Rob, love the show. I just wanted you to know that I have friends in Florida that listen to you, Nikki, and Mr. Cordero, and and Tennessee. They all love the station and all the shows. My son's in Tennessee, and he's gotten quite a few of his friends to listen, and they love the show as well. Thanks for what you do. Well, thank you for turning us on to your friends and family around the nation, both Florida and Tennessee. Yeah, I'll do some shows from those areas, no doubt. So uh, tell them I said thank you. Tell them I said uh, thank you for spreading the word. And if you know someone that you think will enjoy the show, by all means, uh, tell them about us. They can get it anywhere in the nation on the Odyssey app or their smart speaker or anywhere they get their favorite podcasts. You hear that, Nikki? I just got a text message saying that someone, uh, their family in Florida and Tennessee are listening to our shows. Very nice. And that they love the shows and love everything we do. So, oh, that's very cool. I gave him a thank you. I said, I'll do a show. I think you'll agree we'll do a show anytime in Florida or Tennessee, right? Yeah. I would like to go back to Tennessee for Christmas. That's like the picture of a Christmas card right there. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, no snow, of course, because those are my favorite Christmas cards, the ones with <laughs> no snow. Yeah, Pigeon Forge, about eight, nine years ago, we went for Christmas. It was the best. And then over to Nashville for, for New Year's. 
Yeah. I want to go back. I've done Christmas in Disney a couple of times. It was nice being in a pool on Christmas Day. Overrated, but, though. Uh, I know. <laughs> crowded. Uh, yeah, there you the go. The days before the days after are real good, but th- that Christmas week is packed. I, Dollywood was just perfect at Christmas because yeah. it wasn't overly crowded. I don't know whether people don't think about it, but it was nice. I, it was just so nice. At any rate, I got to do the traffic and go, you know, move on. Sorry. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I won't tell you anything next time. No, it's, it's you're 443 good. here at WIOG. It's time for traffic can and weather. We, can we talk at the 20 after break? That's the mm-hmm. easier one. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet and the all-new UPS store in Edwardsville now open. 84 westbound remains backed up due to that pothole repair uh, at mile marker 3 as you head toward Dunmore. Uh, hopefully that'll be wrapped up in just a little bit. We have heavy traffic heading up the hill, Route 6 and 11 in Clark Summit. You can expect to sit through a couple lights. And we also are looking at heavy traffic on Jefferson Avenue, Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Make sure you talk to her slow when you call the jam line so she's held up for the rest of the day. Have a good day, Nikki. See you soon. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly cloudy, early, followed by gradual clearing overnight, low 30. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 50. Saturday, some sun in the morning, giving way to more afternoon clouds, high 55. Sunday, cloudy, breezy, and warm with rain, heavy at times in the afternoon, high 55. It's currently 35 degrees outside at 445 at your official weather station, WILK. Time for the NEPA Premium Perks. Enjoy this half-off deal for the Crayola experience. Two deals. Buy one ticket, get one free for $27.99. Or buy a family four-pack of tickets for $55.98. Kids and adults can explore art and technology and express their creativity. One-of-a-kind family experience with dozens of creative activities. Located at 30 Center Square in eastern Pennsylvania. Visit GetMyPerks.com for all the details. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Well, yesterday during the show, we broke the news that there was an active shooter at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, And we have some more details on that today. The shooter has been identified. And what's interesting about it, and the the amount of victims, there was three victims killed. And one that was listed in critical condition but is now in stable condition. They are all faculty. They were not students. So it appears faculty was targeted. Uh, And the shooter, who was ID'd as Anthony Polito, was a 67-year-old lifelong professor who had applied for a job at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and was turned down. So was this a disgruntled applicant who took it out on other staff at the the location you know the FBI and local police are looking into that but one of the things that I've saw right off the bat and Senator Casey was one of them that I called out on it uh, Senator Chuck Schumer Mayor Adams of New York they immediately before any of the facts were known before they gave any information out this was yesterday maybe an hour or two after the incident before anything was known they didn't know the shooter the shooter's demographics the motive, what type of weapon, what caliber weapon. They knew nothing. They all ran to, well, we need common sense gun control. 
in their statements. Senator Casey was one of the most egregious, but Senator Schumer followed not much more after that. And now that it comes out that this is a 67-year-old college professor who was the shooter, and he was armed with a handgun, wasn't armed with one of the scary weapons, one isn't armed with, you know, one of what these what they want to call names about and make up things that that just simply you know weapons of war when not a single weapon, not a single military in the na- in the world uses an AR-style platform. They may look like use something that looks like it. They just don't use that. Looks like it and that are two totally different things. They operate differently. They are different. But I get it. But before any of the facts were known, that was their stance. Oh, the Republicans failed to take up common sense gun control. The Democrats are trying to pass common sense gun control this whole time. So so I asked them. And I asked them directly on social media. And of course, I never heard anything. And I actually called Senator Casey's office. Because this is a 67-year-old professor... With a handgun, what common sense gun control that he's ever put forward would have prevented this? It wouldn't have. There's not a single one. Not a single thing. Not a single common sense, what they call common sense, new law. I mean, there was already numerous laws bringing a gun into a gun-free zone. Trespassing. Shooting people. Killing people, injuring people, causing a mass incident. There, there's a ton of laws here that were broken, and they didn't seem to do anything, right? So they were all quick to jump on this. Oh, if we only did this, without knowing a single fact. And it happens all too often. And then they want to make up numbers on there's been hundreds of these active do, active shooter situations in schools when there's really hasn't been. And again, it's it's tragic enough. You had a, obviously a college professor who was in some court of mental distress because he didn't get a job at 67 years old. He's worked at two other universities. He's been a lifelong college professor with, I believe, more than 30 years as a college professor, applied for this job. Something didn't work out. He had an apartment in the area, didn't get the job, and he goes there and targets what appears to be staff members because they were the only victims. Um, so that's where we're at here. You have disingenuous politicians that want to jump on it for political reasons rather than truly worrying about the situation. Worrying about, you know, how about we talk about how the police officers within minutes charged towards the gunfire and took this person out? Because that's how he died. It was an exchange of gunfire with police who ran towards the gunfire. That's their job. I know we've seen issues in the past where that hasn't been the case. That's what they're trained to do. And they did it. Instead of applauding that and saying we're going to wait for facts to come out, we're going to wait to see what happens, they look like idiots saying, okay, why aren't we looking at common sense gun control, which would have done nothing for this incident because it was a 67-year-old college professor who may or may not have right to be there. I mean, obviously not in the building, but since he applied for a job there, he was turned down. Should he have been there? Probably not. With a handgun. I've seen no situation that the handgun was uh, obtained illegally. So there's not a single thing that they've proposed over the past decade that would have prevented this. What could have prevented it? Maybe not having a gun-free zone in a university where somebody else might have had a gun where they could have neutralized him sooner than the police getting there. 
We won't know that, but that's an argument for another day. It's uh, 4.54 here at WILK. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 4.58 here. The text message I'm getting in, just showing people have really no idea what they're talking about when it comes to uh, firearms, who purchases firearms, and, and such. Um, yeah, we, we do get a background check when you purchase a firearm, so... You know, the background checks could have prevented it. Proper training with a certified instructor um, who would have noticed. Noticed what? He was a college professor that would have been training with a firearm. What, what would they have noticed? You're throwing mud at the wall to see what sticks. Um, and you know what? Private gun owners are probably the most trained, personally trained individuals I know. I, I can guarantee you most personal people I know who, who never served in law enforcement or in the military who have firearms, probably practice and train more than people who are in law enforcement in the military. That's coming from someone who's been around guns my entire life. So, uh, you know, I, I understand if you don't like guns. If you don't like guns, don't buy them. Don't be around them. But you know what? When you're walking around Pennsylvania, you're probably within 20 feet of a gun. 95% of the time, you're out in the public. Just so you know, they didn't jump out and hurt you, did they? But uh, that's just the way it is. And a lot of places in the nation are like that. There's a reason where the rest of the uh, state has less gun crime than a simple city of Philadelphia. Who attempted to have more strict gun laws, but that was struck down by a court because it's unconstitutional. It's uh, just about 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. 